Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast in collaboration with the Conservative Yeshiva in Jerusalem. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about the Conservative Yeshiva, please visit conservativeyeshiva.org. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to Daily Duff Differently. I'm Rabbi Utsteyer, and today we are studying Duff Zayn, 7 of the first chapter of Tractate Nedarim. So we still have no resolution, and the Gemara moves on to yet another question that was raised by Rav Papa. That is, whether or not there can be these kind of incomplete declarations also in cases that uh, concern uh, tzedakah, charity. And the difference here is that in the previous cases we had a specific formula that needed to be recited and the question was whether or not an incomplete formula would suffice. If, if we remember in the case of uh, Kedushin, it was Hare at Mekodeshetli, um, and in the case of uh, the Pe'ah, it was that, you know, I am dedicating this piece of land. Now, in the case of Tzedakah, on the other hand, there is no such legal formula. So here we have simply someone declaring that Hadein Zuza le Tzedakah. Let this Zeus, which is like a, a coin, be for charity. And then the person continues, the Hade Nami, and this one too. Now, does that mean for Tzedakah too, or could it mean Lenafkuta be Alma Kaama? This one, this coin, shall be excluded for general purposes, meaning I can use it for whatever I like. Again, it's the same kind of machloket uh, that we are facing here. How do you interpret the Hade Nami? So why are we having this discussion in the first place? We learn that maybe this is because tzedakah can be referred to korbanot and establish a hekesh, an, um, an analogy, based on the commandment not to delay. The Hekesh is established by linking the word Beficha, meaning in your mouth, when it refers in scripture to the Korbanot, also to the appearance of the, of the word Beficha in Isaiah, where it refers to charity. And then the reasoning goes, just as in the case of Korbanot, a proper yard, a proper partial declaration has validity, so too in the case of declaring Tzedakah. Has a uh, as a proper yet has validity. Okay, but I want to move on now and look at something else. And so let's leave the discussion about valid partial declarations and move on to seven B. So here we have the interesting discussion whether someone can place himself or say herself in detachment from someone menude. So Rabbi Akiva says that this indeed is a valid nether, and hence someone who does this should be treated with the greatest stringency. 
So this is just a little bit of a funny uh, exchange here, because the other rabbis do not agree with Rabbi Akiva, and here you find a fine example of rabbinic slur. Late de la lahade Rabbi Akiva. Basically, this says nobody cares what Rabbi Akiva is saying. So meaning they are basically dissing Rabbi Akiva's opinion here. Although right in theory, the stringency of Rabbi Akiva's view goes here over and beyond what the other sages are ready to accept. Now, the discussion then turns to the various forms of excommunication, nidui. So we know that there are certain transgressions for which nidui is called for. So one example that is brought by Rav Khanin in the name of Rav is if uh, someone witnesses the desecration of God's name. Now that person who witnesses it is required to place the transgressor in Nidoi. And if he fails to do so, he himself is placed in Nidoi. And if someone was excommunicated in person, meaning not in his or her absence, then a revocation of the excommunication must take place in person as well. Okay, now comes the interesting thing here. Amar Rav Gidel, Amar Rav, Talmit Chacham menadele atzmo umefele atzmo. So Rav Gidel says in the Rav's name, a scholar may excommunicate himself and revoke the excommunication himself. So this sounds strange, but let's think about it. Why shouldn't he? Because we just learned previously that anyone may lift the excommunication that he himself has placed upon another person. Meaning, if I place a nidui on you, I have the right to revoke that nidui because it was I who placed it. So if you look at this like this, then it is only logical that if a scholar placed a nidoi on himself or herself, he should be able to revoke it. Now this is also Maimonides' opinion, but others, like the Ran, disagree. The Ran, for instance, says this is only the case where the scholar wasn't really deserving a nidoi, but in the case where the scholar was indeed deserving a nidoi, he cannot just revoke it. But Maimonides disagrees. Maimonides says no. A scholar, a person who places himself in Nidoi, also has the right to revoke it. So the Gemara illustrates this with the case of Mazutra, who, for instance, if there was such a thing in his yeshiva, when a student misbehaved or did something to the degree that that required excommunication, Mazutra would first excommunicate himself, before excommunicating the student. And upon entering his home, when Mazutra then came home, he would revoke his ex excommunication and then also revoke the student's excommunication. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Horus album One Bead available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.